bless you today for giving us your only son born by a virgin to die for our sins. Many were born to live but he was born to die just because of our salvation. So this morning we acknowledge your bountiful mercies. You have not dealt with us according to our iniquities. None of us would have been here. None of us would have been able to stand before your holiness. But because of your son that you sent to die for us today, all of us can come before you. We bless your name. We worship your name. As we dine before you, let your word have impact on our lives. Thank you, Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good, 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 good. So, I started a series titled, The Seven Things Mary Did Right That Most Christians Are Doing Wrong. And it's from First Luke chapter 1. 26 to 46. I quickly will read through the scripture again. Then I'll conclude it today. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered. The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Mosai will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come 
to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. Amen. My soul glorifies the Lord. So we'll be looking at this series. Um, the seven things Mary did right. We said, number one, she was at the right place. And then number two, she was the right person. Number three, she was with the right person. Then number four, she asked the right question. Today, I'm going to try to conclude with number five, number six, and number seven. But I still have in mind that today is Christmas. You want to go home early to spend time with your family. So let me try as much as possible to finish this so that you can go back home and spend time with your family. For instance, I want to go home early. My fufu and uh, chicken lye soup is waiting for me. So I have to close you so that I can go and eat it. It's Christmas. Why are you all surprised? You think I don't eat? Or you want to come and eat with me? Why? Did I bore you? Go to your mother. <laughs> okay. Amen. But tomorrow I'm hosting all of you, so don't worry. Tomorrow we'll eat. Let me eat mine today, and then tomorrow you'll come and eat yours. Now, in, so number five, she had the right response. She had the right response. Verse 38 of Luke chapter 1. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Wow. You know, we all, want to, we all want to hear from God. We all want to have prophetic words from God. We all, we all want God to speak to us. But our major problem is that we don't know how to answer when God speaks to us. Especially, you see, prophetic instruction is very easy to obey. But it's very easy if you're obedient. If God comes to you and says, I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and God gives you the specifics, then you exactly know what God wants you to do. So you may do it. But the prophet went to a woman and said to the woman, um, bake me a cake, go get me a cake to bake. It was a very specific prophetic instruction. Like the prophet went to another woman and gave specific instructions, go find empty jars, prepare those empty jars, get them ready, go out, borrow them, pour oil inside. The, these are prophetic instructions. So God can send me, my, God can send me to you and give instructions and say, okay, the Lord says, you should do this job and do it this way and do it this way and do it this way. They are prophetic instructions. But they are also what we call prophetic information. Usually those prophetic informations, they don't go in details. Like, like in the case of Mary, the angel came and said, you are going to have a baby. 
you are going to name the baby Jesus. It was just an information from God to Mary. Mary asked a question, how would this be since I was a virgin? And the answer the angel provided was even very complicated. It made the matter very complicated. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Mosai will overshadow you. That was the first time Mary was hearing that the Holy Spirit can get a woman pregnant. So it was a very confusing thing. But you see, when God speaks to you, and you are not very sure of what he is requiring from you, there must always be this particular answer that Mary gave. Mary said to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Because she really did not understand what was going on. Young lady in my teens, I found my love, my beloved, preparing to get married. Mary was engaged when she was 12 years. And then, at 17, the angel came to her. And the angel said, what you have been waiting for all these years, I have come to suspend it. Sometimes the things God wants us to do will mean that everything you have dreamt about, you have to put it aside and just listen to God. Are you here? Everything you have dreamt about, everything you have projected, everything you have believed in that you are going to, you are going to do, now God comes to you and God suspends all. When that comes, most of the time, do you know what we say to God? Father, I am not ready. I am raising my children now when I finish. There are things God is telling you to do. The assignments you know God is asking you. Sometimes when I'm preaching from this pulpit, you hear God. You hear God telling you, I want you to do this for me. And usually your answer is, I am busy. I am not ready. I am busy now, Lord. I am busy. Can't you see my children are young? Can't you see my husband will not understand? Can't you see my parents will not agree? Lord, I am too young. I would I would do it when I leave school. I would do it together with my husband when we marry. When I marry, Lord, I will save you. I will do it. So when you start saying those things, then you know the Holy Ghost is talking to you. The Holy Spirit is asking you, I want you to do something for me. Every some of you sitting here, the Holy Ghost has been telling you, leave everything, come and save me. Stop your job, do and come and save me. And all you attend, when I'm ready, I will do it, Holy Spirit. Let me marry first. Let me make some money. Holy Spirit, you know something? 
I know, I know you have called me to be a pastor, but I want to make some money and settle my family. And settle my family, then, then, then I will do it for you, Lord. Do you know what you want to do? You, you want to help God. Now, God doesn't want you to be ready. He wants to make you ready. No man can be ready for God. Because God's processes are different. And no man can be ready for God. If some of us wanted to be ready, like we would not have been where we are now. Because we are still finding our way. So you know what? All that we are telling the Lord, all these years, over 30 years of pastoring, over 40 years of being born again, I am still telling the Lord, I am your servant. Do whatever you want to do with me. You will not be able to understand what God is asking you to do. You will not be able to come to that place of complete readiness. You will not be able to come there. You will not be able to come to that place of a perfect man for God to use. You will not be able to come there. So, so don't say to him, Lord, when I am ready. No. You will never be ready. He wants to make you ready. So give him this answer. Lord, I am your servant. Whatever you want to do with me, I am ready for you. Because if the conversation was going on, and Mary was so confused already, the way she was greeted confused her. Is he talking to me or the other, the other woman? And then the angel started talking and Mary started asking the right questions, but the answer she was getting confused. And so she said, Lord, do whatever you want to do with my life. You have to come to that place. It's not my will. I want to be. And th this was very, very important. Said, I am the lost servant. Do you know what that means? In the understanding of the Jews, if a Jew say, I am your servant, it means that you own me. I am a slave. You own me. Take me. What well, it means that everything I have belongs to you. Take my womb and use is for you. Take my life and use is for you. Take my time and use. Destroy my youthfulness. Destroy my programs. Many are the plans in my heart. But Lord, let your purpose prevail. I want to live your purpose, not my plans. Lord, I totally surrender to you. Just use me. In those days, you remember, you remember when, when Rachel and Leah were competing for children. When they could not give birth again, they gave their servants. Their servants to, to Jacob to sleep with and give them children. Because when you were a slave, the child you even born belongs to your master. When you were a slave, everything, everything you have, your life belongs to that master. You were born servant. You can't go anywhere. They will put a seal on you. And you belong to them forever. Mary just said, without seeking permission from Joseph, 
without going back home to seek permission from his, her parents. She was still a teenager. Mary just said, Lord, you know something? Make me a servant. Because until you own me completely, Joseph will interrupt. Until you own me completely, my parents will talk. Until you own me completely, Lord, my friends will discourage me. Until you own me completely. When they know that I'm totally surrounded to you, they can't talk me out of this. So, Lord, own me completely. Lord, own me completely. Take me. Take me. Take me, Lord. Take me. I was a young man of 22 years when I entered Bible school. I was 21 when I entered Bible school. At the time I completed, I was 22. Now, my mother, my mother knew that I was so completely sold out to Christ that there was no way she could talk me out of going to Bible school. Now, my attitude convinced my mother that God has called me. You know, you know, as I sit here as a pastor, some of you will come to me and say, Daddy, I want to be a pastor. I'll begin to doubt you. Because I haven't seen that you are completely sold out. You come to church once in a while. You don't pay tight. You are not in any department. If you are even in a department, your work is not quality. Then you come to me and say, Daddy, I want to be a pastor. I begin to suspect you. There's, some, there's a reason. I mean, how can I make you a pastor? Who are you? Where have you come from? How can I make you a pastor? I am not convinced that you are called. You see? But there are some of you, eh? You don't even come to me. I will come to you and tell you God has called you. Because I will just look at you and I feel that you have come to that place where Mary came to. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. That is all. I believe after those encounter with the angel, Mary didn't look for anybody's opinion. People made mockery of Mary. Hey, Mary. Did Joseph impregnate you? No. Not Joseph. The Holy Spirit. They start laughing. She was the Lord's servant, the servant of the Lord. I don't care about what you think. I am the Lord's servant. Completely sold out to him. Completely sold out to him. People are waiting to see how committed you are to the Lord. I am the Lord's servant. Totally committed to the Lord. I just want to serve the Lord. He owns me completely. I do not need permission from anyone to respond to my calling. I do not need the approval of any man, any man, any woman, anywhere. I do not need anybody's approval to serve the Lord. I know what he told me. When I saw the angel, were you there? When, when I saw, listen, God does not need anybody's permission to speak to you. He does not need anybody's permission to speak to you. 
God does not. If we had it, you had it. Zachariah didn't, Mary didn't go to Zachariah. He went to Elizabeth. I'll show you why she went to Elizabeth. Make me your servant. Can I quickly show you the seven characteristics of people who can say, Lord, make me your servant. Make me your servant. Seven characteristics. Those who can sacrifice. The, the S is those who are ready to pay the price for the price of others. Mary was not going to carry Jesus for Jesus to die for her. Mary was carrying Jesus for Jesus to die for billions of people. But she was ready to pay the price for your price. Until you come to that place, Lord, this Christian life I'm in, it is not about me. It's not about you giving me a car. It's not about you giving me a house. It's not about you giving me a testimony. It's about me becoming a slave for you. I don't need any price. I want to pay my price. If I can make heaven, that is okay for me. Two, excellence there is. You must be someone who can work from the heart. You love what you are doing. You love what you are doing. Three, respect. I cannot imagine a servant who has no respect for the master. God said, if I'm a father, where is my honor? If I'm a master, where is my respect? God looks at the way you respect and submit to authority and he can trust you. God sent, God knew that Mary had these characteristics. Values. You walk in holiness and impurity. Aptitude, you have some skills God is looking for. Nev, you have some boldness. Mary was a bold young lady. Very bold young lady. Mary was a bold young lady. When, when Elijah cast his garment on, on Elisha, Elijah said, can I go back and kiss my mother and my father goodbye? Mary did not do that. Because he knew that the Bible said that if you don't hate your mother, your father, your siblings, and your own life, you cannot be my disciple. Until you hate your life, you cannot be his disciple. You cannot be his disciple. And trust, you must be someone that can be trusted. Now let me show you number six. She spoke to the right person. From verse 39 to 44, Mary went to Elizabeth to tell Elizabeth what the angel said to her. Because in that communication with the angel, the angel has said to Mary, do you know your cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant? When God speaks to you, you should be very careful who you talk to. Those who have never heard from God before don't understand the voice of God. When Samuel first heard the voice of God, he didn't know it was the voice of God. He had to go to someone who knew what the voice of God sounds like. We talk to wrong people. God tells you to do something in church for him. 
and then you talk to the wrong person, hey, don't do it. Can I show you seven people you should never talk to when God speaks to you? Seven people you should never talk to when God speaks to you. Number one, those who are blind. Who are spiritually blind. They can never see the wave of God. They can never see the move of God. They can never see the move of God. They will tell you, are you sure? Are you sure? Is God still talking like that? Maybe he's your mind, oh. Maybe he's your mind, oh. Please, I'm t- <laughs> listen, listen. Don't talk to those who are spiritually blind. Don't talk to those who are spiritually deaf. They can't hear from God. They have never ever, those who are spiritually blind, eh, they have never told you, I see God doing something. I saw a vision. I saw a revelation. I saw this. They are in church. They have been born again for 30 years. They have never seen even a flash of light in prayer. Those who are spiritually deaf, be very careful. They have never ever, you have been in this church, your closest friend has never told you that. Charlie, I heard God telling me. When daddy was preaching, I heard God saying this. They are spiritually deaf. They cannot understand the voice of God. So be very, very careful. Number three, those who are, who are suffering from spiritual koshoko. The fact that somebody was in this church before you came. Even the fact that somebody is close to me does not mean the person has matured in the Lord. Even the fact that somebody is a pastor does not mean the person has matured. Be very careful who you talk to. You need matured Christians to talk to. Number four, those who are spiritually lame. They don't walk, they don't run, they don't walk on the corridors of holiness, the path of holiness. You, you see, they are sitting in one place. Run away from those people. Number five, those who are spiritually dumb. They don't preach God's word. They have never said to you, sister, today my quiet time was solid. Can we have a, my quiet time? So this done, we, the family will have a tradition where we put all parcels under the Christmas tree like it, it is. And then, so this done, we're there almost about, how many people in the house this morning? A lot. So, so after that, I was sitting with my children. One of them, the alarm rang. I said, why did you set this alarm for? Oh, it was for my morning devotion. It was for my morning devotion. And I get that a lot with my children. They have alarms set for either to read their Bible or to do this thing. And it's amazing when you have children come to you and they want to discuss the Bible with you. Daddy, I read this scripture. I really didn't understand it. Can you explain it to me? Like my, my 13-year-old daughter saw I was preparing a new sermon. So, Daddy, have you finished the armor of God? I said, yes, I have. Oh, I was really enjoying it all. The girl nearly convinced me to go back to teach the armor of God again. Oh, I was really, really enjoying it. So, this one to you, enjoy. Let's go. You need, listen, you have to surround yourself with people who will come to you and say, Charlie, today I was reading the scripture and I got some revelation. Or else you cannot carry God's divine assignment. Or else God will not trust you with a big assignment. Surround yourself with people who can speak God's word into your life. You feel offended about something, they quote. 
Let me tell you this. Never follow anybody that when I'm in the pulpit preaching, they are standing outside talking. They are not anointed. They are carnal. Because the greatest thing, the sweetest thing of it all in every service is God's word. It's God's word. It is likened to honey. If somebody is sleeping beside you right now whilst I'm preaching this word, ask the person, would you sleep behind Fufu or Eba or Eba or Kenke? Please ask all the guns, will you sleep behind Kenke? Ask all the elves, will you sleep behind Akpale? Ask all the Ashantis, will you sleep behind Fufu? Ask all the Ekapis, will you sleep behind Embankwan? Ask someone. If you want to see whether my son Nana is enjoying the food, immediately you give him food, he starts singing. The guy is a bad singer until he sees food. Then he's eating. He will eat all. Sometimes there's food in your mouth, you can still sing. When something is tasty, eh? When something is tasty, you have to praise the bad person who put who put. I, I believe that all the songs and he, has, he, he used to do this while he was even taking breast. You put breast in his mouth, he will raise one leg, one hand. Mm, 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 mm. <clears throat> hey, listen, I beg you. I beg you, your assignment is so important. God has a calling on your life. You see, when you say somebody is called, not because the person is a pastor. You are also called. You are called for something. So there's an assignment for your life. Surround yourself with people who can help you follow God's word for your life. And surrender yourself. Give yourself to him. Hand yourself over to God. Tell him that, Father, I'm your servant. Whatever you want to do, and this is the last Sunday of the year, it is time to tell him that, Father, in the coming year, whatever you want to use me to do, I'm available. I've tried, I've tried everything. I've gone to catering school. I've gone to business school. I have gone to hairdressing school. I have learned how to do agricultural. I have learned how to do chinkafa kumlasses. Take your recital. What have you too learned? But daddy, I am still here. Now, come to that place. Tell him, Lord, I have come to my wit end. Please, you be big boys to people. Eh? Be a big boy. When you have a problem, you don't know what to do. Be big boys to people. Pretend you are fine. But don't pretend before God. Don't pretend before him. I'm inviting you to three days of fasting and prayer from Wednesday to Friday. The last few days. So Wednesday to Friday, we'll finish on the 30th. The 31st, we are here for the all night. Listen. Three days. It's called the I surrender prayer. The I surrender prayer. Lord, I surrender to you. I don't know what I did not do in 2022. But now, take over. 
take over. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. If you won't continue, I'll finish. That is all I can sing. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless grace. So hold on there and we'll sing it. Keyboard is sit there and all of you get ready. We'll just sing that song. It's the last Sunday of the year and you want to say to the Lord, take my life. Take my life. Take my life, Lord. I am tired of trying so many things and they are not working. Take my life. pastor got ill and he was a healing pastor so when he got ill he was so he was so ashamed to let people know he was sick the wife came to church and announced that he was taking a leave he was resting and he had crippled and he was he was taken out of the country somewhere and then he started Becoming big boy before the say, Lord, you know I can't be sick. He was telling God, though, that you know I can't be sick. I must get out of this bed, God. I must get out of this bed. I believe the angel said, Father, he's praying in the name of Jesus. He said, God said, don't mind him. I, I, I know the prayer I want him to pray. You wait. After several months, started developing bed sores and all those things. After several months, people just didn't know what was going on. All the drugs had failed. Now he looked up to God and said, Father, take my life. Just, if you want me to come home, I'm ready to come, Lord. I don't know what to do anymore. I have prayed. I have called upon you. I have sown seeds. I have done everything. The prayer warriors have done 30 days non-stop prayer for me. Lord, here, I'm still here, Lord. If you want me to come home, I'm ready. If you want me to stay here, I'm ready, Lord. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm just before you. By the time you finish that prayer, the man got up. The man got up. Sometimes, Sometimes eh, we don't have faith in God or in Jesus. We just have arrogance. And when I got COVID, I still have a photo of myself lying there. I took it myself. But many people around me were not comfortable that I should put it out on Facebook. Oh, it would discourage the faith of many people. And when they see the whole of you, I say, who am I? Paul had a sickness. He healed people. And then God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. A pastor who told the congregation, nobody should go to hospital. God will heal you. Never say you are sick. Got ill. And they took him to hospital and somebody spotted him in the hospital. And took a picture and put it there. And then he came back and said, oh, people did not understand his teachings. He didn't say it's not good to hospital. Listen. Number seven, don't talk to those who are spiritually leprous. These are unholy people. Unholy people. 
Finally, number seven, finally, she had the right attitude. Luke 1, 46 and 48. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And now, from now, all generations will call me blessed. Oh, my God. She had the right attitude. After the encounter, you said, well, everything has been taken away from me. Joseph is gone. My future is gone. But hey, I want to praise the Lord. I want to worship the name of the Lord. And I want to believe that when I obey God and I become his, his servant, I know that all generations will call me blessed. All generations will call me blessed. Give that life to him. Give that dream to him. Hand it over to him. Tell him, Lord, take over. Lord, take over. Lord, just take over. Lord, just take over. Can we sing that song?
Say these prayers after mommy. So put no put your tights here. Put your tights on this side, another extreme side. Now come and pray. Friends, close your eyes and let's have a word of prayer. You're going to say every word after me as if they are your own words to the Lord. This is a great opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you this morning. For the privilege given to me to be at your presence. This morning, I believe that because of me, Christ came down and died. And on the third day, rose from the dead. Lord, because of my sins, Christ went through all the pain just for you. To forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me from all my unrighteous acts. 
and make me your own. From today, if I live, I live for you. And if I die, I die for you. In your name, I have prayed. Amen. God bless you. You know something? You are, you are my special guest today. Take your seat there. All those empty seats have been made available for you. Our pastors and counselors will talk to you before you go. Congratulations. Please go there. Clap for them as they go. Wow. Congratulations. If you left something on your seat, you can go and take it and, and come with it. God bless you. Go there and take your seat.